church. My name is Jonathan Palasic. I'm the media director here at The Gathering. This is Matthias Rosebrook. He's the campus pastor at our Plaza campus, and we're excited to bring you guys a bit more of video content to get to let you know about these guys that you see either in the pulpit, on the stage, with the youth group. Uh, we're going to have these interviews coming out on Facebook, YouTube, and in an audio format. So technically our first ever podcast, first if I can Heather even say gathering that. gathering podcast. So... Matthias is here. He's going to be a great one to kick us off. Um, let us know a little bit about you. My name is Matthias Rosebrook. I'm the campus pastor at the Plaza campus of yep. the Gathering Baptist Church. Height, weight? Height. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're doing like a basketball yeah. interview or something. Yeah. I'm six foot tall, 180 pounds, uh, 38 inch seven. waist? No. Oh, I was like, well, 180 seems, pounds. It's big for 180 pounds. No, I, I don't remember how old I am. I was born in 83, so 37 then. Yeah, 37 years old. You're 37 years getting young. close to the 40. Not 40, though. You're the third youngest one on staff. Officially. You know, yes. there's a point in time where Matt Brown came on staff, and I celebrated a little bit because I was not the officially, mm-hmm. uh, the officially youngest. Mm-hmm. The officially youngest. The youngest anymore. The youngest any longer. And then luckily I never had to step into that because Matt was here. Correct. And I'm older and than you're Matt. you're older so than just, Matt. So you're not the youngest I just, either. I just, Price is right at him. Correct. Good. I'm Correct. glad people I'm get that. I'm glad that you brought in a Price is right <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fresh content. Good job. Uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Hannibal, Missouri, other side of the state, right off the Mississippi River. Um, really, I, we moved there when I was in sixth grade, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, sixth grade. And so I read uh, all of the Mark Twain books to my great detriment. I'm not any better because I read Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think but, anybody uh, is. No, I, I guarantee you they're not. So yeah, I grew up in Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, sixth grade, graduated high school in Hannibal from Hannibal High School. And then I just moved right across the street to the college and went mm-hmm. to Hannibal LaGrange College for four years, graduated there, uh, met my wife there. Um, the Lord was really good to me in, uh, in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I met her there as well. Uh, we got married in a year it's like, close to after that. Okay, I thought you were going to forget what year. Yeah, I thought you were going to forget what year. <laughs> I did I for like, a second. Be careful. <laughs> I did for a second. So got married shortly thereafter, and uh, yeah, I mean, the rest is a long, long history, which we might get into. We, we might get into. So. Luckily, these are going to be like 15 to 20 minutes, so you're not going to hear all of Matthias's story. That's why you have to stay tuned to like other pieces, episodes. Yes, yeah, segments. Segments. Ooh, look at you using that word. Uh, okay, so you obviously gave us a little background on your wife. Tell us more about your family. Mm. I have a mom. I have a mom and a dad. Yep. Their Let's names are <laughs> many people do. <laughs> many people do. Uh, their names are Wendell and Tracy. My dad uh, grew when I was growing up. My dad was a traveling salesman. Yep. And my mom had a home daycare, so we were. I spent my entire life uh, around chillins. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my alarm clock was little kids jumping on the bed waking me up for school and such. So yeah, my dad was a traveling salesman. He traveled for a company named uh, Doyle Manufacturing. Uh, and then he took over a company called Krauss Manufacturing. And then they moved on to Springfield when I was in college. He worked at a company called Foster Manufacturing. So anyway, so just a lot of traveling sales stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool thing over the last... So so they always, they were, they were always and we were always um, deeply involved in the local church. Yeah. 
And so um, he was always like chairman of deacons and Sunday school teachers. He was my interim youth pastor for most of my uh, for most of <laughs> my fun. student ministry career, which which was really really pretty sweet uh, that my dad was my youth pastor. So that was that was that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and then I mean, by the Lord's grace, he is now pastoring a church uh, that I used to be at actually mm-hmm. in Independence at Bethel Baptist, and so he's pa- he's pastoring over there mm-hmm. now as well. Been there for almost ten years now. Nice. All right, just over ten years actually. He's been there at Bethel and uh, loving every minute of it. And so it's been really good to, it's been really good to, in a lot of ways, do ministry alongside yeah. them as well. So I have a sister. Um, she's uh, several years younger than I am. She lives down in in Bolivar, Missouri, and then a brother, who's uh, even younger than I am. He's about seven years younger than I am. He lives down in Springfield, Missouri as well. So mm-hmm. they're you know we we're kind of all spread out yeah. sibling wise. Yeah. So what about kids? Kids. I have two wonderful <laughs> and fantastic. You can say hi to them on here. Hi, Jonas. They'll probably watch. And hello, Caroline. <laughs> so Jonas and Caroline, they are fantastic. Jonas is in sixth grade over at Moreland Ridge. Caroline is in first grade, and she loves every second of school. Really, both of my kids do. If you would have ever told me that my kids uh, were going to love school mm-hmm. and love being educated <laughs> and love reading yeah. and love math. I would have not believed you. I would have said that they weren't my kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, my kids love school, love every second of it, love every second of it, and uh, so that's been a that's been a huge blessing to me and to mom, to Monica as well. Yeah. So love it. Jonas plays soccer. Um, Caroline is super into gymnastics right now, so yep. she's loving that as well. Um, we just got a dog about a month ago. Okay, uh, we adopted him from another family. Uh, big, thick black boxer. He's just Hopefully awesome. we'll show some of this on the screen, too. Yeah. You got to send me pictures. pictures and yeah. such. Yeah. So big, thick, black boxer. His name's Rocky, because Rocky. Yeah, everybody has to have a boxer named Rocky. That's fair. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's big, mean-looking dog, Yeah, but I seriously don't think there's a mean bone in his body. That's good. Like, your, your little chihuahuas would probably scare him. Well, they get scared of other dogs as well. Yeah. So no, I think... They might get along well. <laughs> um, okay. So Jonas plays soccer. Jonas does. I know this about you, but what sports did you play growing up? Did I play? Because I don't play well, a lot anymore. Did you play well? I said growing up. <laughs> did I play growing well? Up. I didn't yeah. play any of them well, Jonathan. <laughs> well, you, you were... You played soccer at Hannibal. I played soccer in Hannibal. At Hannibal. Yeah. So growing up, I, I ran. I'm still a runner. I, I enjoy that still. Uh, but growing up, I ran track in high school. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, I was very selfish in the reasons that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of set this goal in high school that I wanted to go to state and something, and I knew that it wasn't going to happen <laughs> in a team sport in Hannibal, Missouri. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, so yeah, I ran ran track in high school, and then played soccer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved every second of, of of playing, and so actually got the opportunity to go on and play. Uh, on scholarship at Hannibal Grange as well. Um, so played uh, my freshman through senior year at Hannibal, um, and it was just it was fantastic. Loved every second of it. Like it got to meet a lot of cool people, a lot of a lot of folks from from overseas and such. We had a lot of uh, a lot of Spaniards, a lot of Argentines, a lot of mm-hmm. Uruguayans um, from on the team. So yeah. uh, it was my first real. I, I guess that was that would have been my first real introduction to the nations. Yeah. and such. Yeah. Different cultures, different perspectives on life. Well, coming from like Hannibal, that. yeah, it's Bro, probably way different. Yeah, we, I mean, we, you know, there was not a lot of things happening in Hannibal. <laughs> like I said, you just sat down and read Mark Twain. 
Yeah. So, that was it? Yeah, it was. I've never been to Hannibal. There's not a lot to do. There's really not. <laughs> so, What's the best eating place in Hannibal? There's not. <laughs> a lot of small towns so at least have like up, a Dairy Queen. Yeah, so like growing up, I would say, yeah, I mean, there was a Dairy Queen, but um, growing up, uh, there was like a, a country kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> So seriously, there was not there was not restaurant name. It's exactly what it was. There was a country kitchen in Hannibal. Um, I'm trying to think of what other restaurants there was. I mean, there's a few a few you know nicer restaurants downtown Hannibal. Mm-hmm. There was a restaurant called Lula Bell's. We never went there. I don't know even know what they expensive, served. Bro. <laughs> Probably expensive, like uh, fifteen dollars a plate. Expensive in yeah. Hannibal. So, but it was uh, it, it was it was super cool growing up there. It really it really did enjoy it. Um, Obviously enjoyed it enough to stay there through college. Yeah. So, so well, and then yeah, yeah I met your wife. Uh, so, yeah. what hobbies do you have now? My kids. Mm-hmm. Um, hanging out with the fam. Most. Of, so yeah, I mean, you, you'll figure this out one day. Yeah. But once you start one having, day, yeah, once yeah, sooner <laughs> than later. Um, I'll speak that into existence, Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you'll figure it out. What, what you know, once once your kids you know, come of age, they, they really do become your hobby in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, I mean, you, you have your own things that you enjoy doing, yeah. but all of those things really do get put on hold for the sake of, of them and the things that they love, the things they enjoy. And so, you know, what are, what are my hobbies right now? I, I take Jonas to soccer practice every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. That's a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I go to, I, I try to get to as many of his soccer games as I possibly can. Um, Fridays, Saturdays, sometimes Sundays. Obviously, I don't get to the Sunday morning games, but mm-hmm. you know, um, get get to all those games as many of those as I can. Uh, Caroline's the same way, you know, just hanging out with her, doing the stuff that she loves to do. Caroline is fantastic in the fact that she loves being outside, which is what mm-hmm. I love as as well. Yeah. And so we're, you know, if you say to Caroline, "Hey, let's go fishing up at the pond," or uh, "Let's just go outside and play," she's just all about it. Yeah. So. Um, so I, you, you know, outside of the kids, which is probably like the number one, like this is what I do the most, just hang out with them and Monica. Um, yeah, I, I really do enjoy running. I like running a lot. Um, folks always look and say like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, why would you <laughs> run for fun stuff like that? But you know, it's just, you know, we all have these, these, um, stress reliefs, these mm-hmm. moments, the, these things that we have in our lives to, to relieve stress, but also to, uh, to process through things, yeah. and running has always been that for me. I mean, mm-hmm. from the time that from 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 the youngest that I can remember in running, running has always been an opportunity for me to connect with the Lord and to process through whatever it is that I'm walking through. And so, Monica will often look at me and she's like, "You need to go for a run," and I'm like, <laughs> "You're right. Yeah, you need to stress release." <laughs> yeah, yeah, now. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so that's always been kind of the 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 go to for me. Always, mm-hmm. I don't play I don't play a lot of soccer anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I enjoy Jonas playing soccer, yeah. so. Biggest accomplishment, I, I know this, but they might not know this, your biggest accomplishment that you've had with running. Every single time that I finish is an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. Yeah, there you go, though. Because what, what, you ran is. a, was it a 50K? Yeah, so I've done some really stupid stuff. Um <laughs> Like uh, 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 a big accomplishment. Like I've done a lot of things that I would not necessarily suggest when it comes to running. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of things that I would look at you and say, I, I, "That probably wasn't the smartest well, thing." Because that's more than a marathon for people who fifty k. Yeah, so you've got you know your big races in running. You've got a you know you've got your five k. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is about three miles. You've got a 10K, which is about six miles. Uh, and then you've got your half marathon, 13.1. You've got your marathon, 26.2. And then anything over a marathon is called an ultra marathon. Okay. Okay. So ultra marathons range from a 50K, which is about 32 miles, mm-hmm. all the way up to, I mean, the run forever the Forrest Gump Co- style. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the actual, I'd have to research this. I don't know what the actual like longest race available is i would hope they would cap it at like 100k they don't <laughs> it takes it would take it seems like forever i i know there's some guys out there it running does two hour marathon it does it does and so um yeah i mean they do like again they do some really dumb stuff i mean they, they do like races across the sahara desert that take days on end I mean, at that point as well, it's not really a race. I don't think it's not really a running race. It's more like point. an Ironman. It, well, not, it's not even that. It's more like a trek. We're just like you're taking a journey. Yeah, let's see who can journey the fastest. Well, it's like the Iditarod, but for runners. Exactly. Oof. Exactly. That's not really a. You could like die. in my mind. That's not really a race. That's more of a like a race is. I don't know, but that's that's not a race. A race you're not worried about dying before the end, possibly. A journey is. There's a good possibility I could die I mean, in the desert. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, that's how that's, I look at that's it. That's fair. <laughs> I don't that's know. Fair. Maybe maybe runners don't look at it like that. No, that's fair. I think that there's yeah. It's just that you're you're just a completely different breed at that point. I, mean, I, don't, I don't. So I'll, I'll say this. I thought I understood it. I thought I wanted to to do some of those things, mm-hmm. and then I ran my 50k, which is like 32 miles, like I said. Yeah. And uh, I officially don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> so, all right, cool. No, it, it, it destroyed my body. It really did. Um, and I think a lot, you know, there, there was a lot of injuries that I kind of carried into it and such, but right. it, it destroyed my body. Yeah. And some of some listeners are sitting here and they're like, well, of course, and running does destroy your body. Mm-hmm. And, and really it doesn't. Like science has proven that running is really a pretty natural form of movement for human mm-hmm. beings. Yeah. Um, running is not, running is not a, um, it's not something that hurts the human body. I mean, science has proven, proven this, um, running is, running is a natural form of movement for humans. It doesn't naturally hurt your knees. It doesn't naturally hurt your ankles or your feet or your hips. It doesn't naturally do these things. Um, what does that is, is our inability to move correctly. Right. And so, Anyways, that's we're getting like off on this huge. Welcome to a track ma- video. This is ma- this is the Matthias tangent. Like you can tell <laughs> that I love running. You can tell that I actually enjoy this, and because I there's there's I, I've dug into kind yeah. of the science about mo- around movement and stuff. So, um, anyway, so you know, running is not supposed to be running is a very natural movement, and yeah. so for me, it, it that it's for me, it's just a a, a stress relief and a, a, an ability to. Um, work through my emotions, work through feelings, work through things that I'm walking through. So yeah. that's that's what it is more than anything else for me. So and we I talked, just, and I just enjoy it. Yeah. So well, we talked about journeys, right? So you've talked about these people that run throughout the desert, which seems crazy. But I feel like you're trying to make like a connection. I here. am. I'm Look correlating with this. the gospel. Okay. Look, so running the good race. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> uh, this is this is what I cooked up in my oh, brain while you were okay, talking. Okay. Okay. Uh, so tell us kind of how your journey started with mm. Christ, um, where He found you, and and you know led you to Him. I like it. So yeah, I grew up in the church. Like I said, my folks, um, and, my, and even my folks, my parents grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, their parents grew up in the church, so we come from a very long line. Uh, come from a very long line of of, of churchgoers. 
uh, Christ followers, which is a, a blessing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of folks have a story that is very dynamic and very diverse in the context of coming to faith. Uh, and in a lot of ways, all of our all of our stories are the same. Mm-hmm. We still came to faith in Christ. Um, that the Lord called us to Himself. All, all of our stories are the same in that, but the the the, the pre all of that is very different. And so. For me, you know, I grew up in a in a Christian home. Like I said, my my dad um, was my student pastor for many years. Um, he was chairman of deacons for many years. I remember sitting, as as many folks did, with their parents sitting at many deacons meetings. You know, playing <laughs> yeah. basketball in the gym yep. while dad was at deacons meeting, kind of thing, things like this. But yeah, so I I grew up in the church, uh, and so you know, in a lot of ways, what that taught me, and when watching my parents, it taught me to love the local church. Mm-hmm. It taught me to, uh, it taught me what it looks like to desire Christ, um, and it taught me what it looks like to 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 serve the local church. And so, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I think I learned that. I definitely learned that from my parents to love the local church, to serve the local church, and to desire Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I would definitely say because of that, and in light of that, in light of my uh, upbringing, um, I was able to engage with Christ more mm-hmm. at a younger age, simply because of that. And so, came to faith uh, when I was young. I don't remember exactly when that was, mm-hmm. um, but I know I remember I came to faith when I was young. Um, when we were living in uh, Palmyra, Missouri at the time. So I was probably between the ages of um, second grade and, and no, even older than that, probably third grade. Between third grade and sixth grade, I came mm-hmm. to faith. Um, and a lot of people could critique, oh, you don't remember your spiritual birth date and things like yeah. that. Um, and the only thing that I would have to say to that was would, would be that I, I know that I came to faith in Christ when I was mm-hmm. young. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you need to remember your spiritual birth date to know that you came to faith in Christ, yeah. that you that you came to a realization that you were a sinner and you needed a Savior. I don't remember the exact date. Many people don't remember the exact date, and that's okay. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Uh, I believe in Christ right now. I believe that I need Christ and His gospel right now uh, just as much as I did then. So maybe today is my spiritual birthday. Sure. <laughs> so um, every time we wake up, exactly, exactly. Every time I remember that I need Christ, mm-hmm. um, I recognize his his life, death, and resurrection. So, um, so yeah. So there was there was all of that that took place in my life as a young as a young man, as a child, as a young man. Um, but as as many people, my story is the same. And many as as many people's is to say that when I went to college, all of those things solidified in my life, right? Like you. You take on, in many ways, you take on the faith of your parents as you are young. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know why you believe certain things until um, until you grow up some. Yeah. And so in college, that was that was my story in college. College came about, like I said, I went to Hannibal Grange. Hannibal was a is um, a, a Christian college. We had chapel every day. I had Bible studies with roommates and, and quad mates. Oftentimes, met some fantastic uh, men. Um, there as well that, that urged me to know Christ and love Christ even more throughout that time while I was there. And so um, that would be where that would definitely be where the Lord solidified my need for him right in my life and my love for him in my life. Um, and that's also where I came to recognize um, the Lord's calling on my life towards 
pastoring and towards gospel ministry would be in college there. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of other dot to dots yeah. in that story as well, but that's kind of the basic outline through so that time. Since your coming to faith or mm-hmm. your uh, salvation story, um, wh- what do you feel like is the biggest thing God has revealed to you over the course of years and years and years and now preaching at the Plaza campus and you went through youth ministry as well at Nolan Road Baptist prior to the merger. Yeah. So what's the, uh, is there something in particular that God has kind of shown you through your years of being with him that sticks out? Ugh. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the, that's one of those, like, there's so, so, so many things, mm-hmm. right, that that even that even that stick out. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that stick out through, and I think a lot of what it is is that there's things that stick out in seasons. Sure. As you're walking through one thing, this really sticks out of the Lord. As you're walking through something else, this sticks out of the Lord. Um, as you're walking through hard things, this sticks out of the Lord. Mm-hmm. As you're walking through good or easier things, this sticks out of the Lord. And so it's it's very dynamic when it comes to those things. But I, I think if there's anything that the Lord is and has taught me through the years, it's it's the simple, it's the simple. Um, truth that Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. Not that, not that, um, and I'll, I'm going to differentiate here a little bit. It's not, it's not that just that the, it's not just that God loves us and sent his son to die, right? It's that, no, 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 like on a very intimate and personal level, that Jesus, Matthias, Jesus loves you, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think as we as we learn, as we really just sit in those things, Jesus loves me better than my dad did and does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus loves me better than my mom did and does. Jesus loves me better. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, Jesus is better mm-hmm. in all these things than all these things in my life. So I think it's 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 just this it's this truth it's this solidification it's this understanding it's it's this Matthias there's nothing that you can do or ever did or will do that will ever separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean those things are just for me personally those things have a weight and a deep breath to them that is just mm-hmm. um I don't know it's just heavy. It's different than everything else, right? Yeah, that's it's, why it's the greatest gift. Yeah, ever. it's different. It's it's different in its in its betterness, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just it's not just other. It's not just other different, but it's it's other better. Yeah, you know, and so in so many ways, like it's you can't really describe. You can't describe things that you that you know and feel and come right. to believe yourself, right? Yeah, and so that's you know if if, if anything through the ages. Through the years that's been solidified it, it's that yeah it's that i guess sounds simple like one of those simple jesus songs yeah, but, but it's I, I mean he were yeah he works differently in different people and yeah shows his love yeah. in different ways yeah so um okay so last one for you yeah make it a good one well so you've been at the church how many years nine years in june okay, okay. so june Nolan Road baptist years. into the gathering yeah with the merger yeah now uh, being the campus pastor here at Plaza, uh, the Plaza campus, uh, why, for you, 
if you are out there in the world, Blue Springs Independence, all the surrounding areas that could technically get here anytime on a Sunday, mm-hmm. why is the gathering different whenever, you know, if people were to plug in, what's different about the gathering? The gathering has one of the best media directors that I've ever encountered. <laughs> plug. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Appreciate that. I'm done. <laughs> Almost dropped the iPad. No, so why the gathering? I um, we often have this kind of this conversation amongst our staff. Like, mm-hmm. if you weren't a pastor here, would you go to church here? Right, right. Um, and those are like those are hard questions sometimes sure. for a pastor, right? Well, because there's a lot of churches too. Yeah, there's a lot of ch- around here. There's a lot of churches. There's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of chances to engage. There's mm-hmm. there's just a lot of things and. And so, yeah, why, why, why the gathering? Why, why the gathering over? You know, I, I think the gathering is just a place where, where we, ha- we have come to find that the gathering is a place where, where people love people, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's a, a community, a communal desire that we have for one another to know the Lord better. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my desire to know the Lord is not just my desire to know the Lord, but it's our desire to know the Lord, right? Right. To know the Lord, to pray to the Lord, to sing to the Lord, to, to worship the Lord. It's our desire. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, why the gathering? I think, you know, it, the gathering urges me and spurs me on to know Christ more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's what we find with people, with folks at the gathering, is that they say the same things as well. The gathering is a place where I'm spurred to know the Lord more mm-hmm. because of other believers' desire yeah. to know the Lord more as well. So that's, I guess, the short answer. Yeah, that's good. I mean, honestly, I, I'm going to ask that question to every single person that comes in here today, and I imagine they'll sound a lot the same. I hope. I mean, it'd but, be beautiful if it did. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a, a good message to those who are watching down the lens who are our members, yeah. that they, they know that the staff loves and cares for them and wants them to be more like Christ every day. But then for the people that aren't members yeah. that are watching these, that find them on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff, like that's that's the biggest difference that I've I've seen even being here only two years is the gathering feels, as cliche as it's going to sound, it feels more of a family yeah. than if I walked into, and I don't want to badmouth any other places on here, but like if I walked into a church of 2,500 people, do I know my pastor the yeah. way that people at the gathering know yeah. their pastors? Because we're, we have an open door policy. You can call us. Yeah. You know, weekends we'll come see you at your house and yeah. have a cup of coffee with yeah. you. Like there is, I think that's the biggest difference. And I'll Connor will do my interview later. But like that to me is the biggest difference. Is yeah. your pastors are there for you 100 percent of the time. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things that we have we have striven towards. Mm-hmm. Nice one. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, that, it's something that we do long for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we really feel like, and not just myself, but we collectively, as pastors at the gathering, we feel like that is that is one of the things that that we are called to do is not just preach and teach, but to shepherd. Yeah. Um, and that means being a part of people's lives. Yeah. Uh, it's it's impossible to shepherd people you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's impossible to shepherd and to to uh, love folks and to care for folks that you don't you don't know what's going on in their lives, mm-hmm. and so. And that's one of the things that we really do strive for. And it looks differently in situations sure. and settings. Um, and I think the beautiful thing about it as well is that we have, because we have the pastors that we do, the number of pastors that we do, 
one person or one pastor doesn't have to cover the whole flock, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And so you're going to have uh, a group or a pastor that covers kind of a group of people and another yep. that covers a group of people. So it's just a beautiful thing when it comes to those things. Yep. It's, it's really, it's, it's fantastic. So I appreciate you. Jonathan, I appreciate you. This is the first of a long line of series of the bios. You were a good one to start with. You're welcome. We'll hope that the, my energy stays <laughs> high throughout the day. You're welcome. So, I'll give you some coffee later or something. I, well, I have some coffee. It's just getting cold over there. So I'll get to that. But appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all those things. You can find us at Gathering KC. You can find Matthias on there, I imagine, as well. Probably not Facebook sure. anymore. Nah, not really. Facebook's like, eh. Yeah. We, we do it because... At Rosebrook on Instagram. Otherwise, I'm just here at church. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he's here at church. Open door policy. Hey, there you go. Anytime. So <laughs> appreciate you guys. Um, we're praying for you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.